This podcast is brought to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church of Lubbock, Texas. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, once you've got your Bible there, go with me to the book of Deuteronomy 14. Deuteronomy 14. Now, um, I've, I've had this stirring up in me for ooh, about a month now. Really, really strong on this area, and so oftentimes I've, I've spoke on what I'm going to speak on on Sunday mornings to start the year, but I've just really sensed God wanting me to, to put more into it this year, so we're going to start here on Wednesday nights, and we're going to talk about the law of blessing and the law of curse, okay? And you'll see biblically that both of those happen, and so there's a law of harvest that's irrefutable. And when we talk about the law of harvest, in Genesis 1, verse 11, it it literally says that every seed will reproduce after itself. And then in the book of Galatians uh, 6, verse 7, it says, whatever a man sows, he's going to reap. So when I, I talk about the law of harvest is irrefutable, we're talking about seed time and harvest. And that's how God, he, he put this into motion into our earth. This is how everything goes. And the Bible is very clear that God wants to bless every one of us in this room. Every one of us. But that doesn't mean it's just going to automatically happen. And that doesn't mean that some of us are going to be really, really, really lucky this year. The word bless itself means happy, fortunate, and to be envied. The word blessing also means having supernatural power working for you. Now the word curse is just the opposite. It means having supernatural power working against you. So in praying about this for the the last several weeks, I I just sense the Lord say, man, I want to change people's lives. And I keep getting this in my heart that the reason we're going to teach on this And we're going to teach on this unapologetically is because God wants to bless us. Now, in Deuteronomy 30, 19, he says this to us. He said, I set before you today life and death, blessing and cursing. And then he says, therefore, choose life. So God gives me and you the ability to choose. And we're going to to hit some scriptures tonight. And then next week, we're going to dig in a little bit more in the next week, okay? So we begin tonight, Deuteronomy 14, verse 22. Now, the the subtitle of this passage right here in my Bible says, The Tithing Principles, okay? This is what a lot of this is going to be about. It goes on to say, You shall truly tithe all the increase of your grain. Now, the grain would represent harvest. The grain to me and you would be called a paycheck, okay? He goes on to say that the field produces year by year. And the field is representation of me and you's job. Now understand this. In the Old Testament, most of their livelihood or their income came from either farming or ranching. So he says here, year by year by year by year, this is what I want you to do. And he said, you shall truly tithe all the increase, every bit of it. Verse 23, and you shall eat before the Lord your God in the place where he chose to make his name abide. 
the tithe of your grain and your new wine and your oil of the firstborn of your herds and your flocks that, may, that, that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. Same chapter, verse 29. And the Levite, because he has no portion nor inheritance with you, and the stranger and the fatherless and the widow who are with your gates may come and eat and be satisfied that the Lord God may bless you in all the work of your hand which you do. Now, first of all, he gets over the tithe. The next area he gets over on helping people. Whether it's the widow, the orphan, the Levite, which was the priest. And he says some very interesting things there. That at the end of verse 29, he said that God may bless you. So again, when I do the things of the Word of God, what God asked me to do in the Scriptures, God's going to bless you. He wants to bless every one of us. Deuteronomy 15. And where I'm going to begin at here, this is talking to being generous just to people. Deuteronomy 15, verse 10 and 11. You shall surely give to him, and your heart should not be grieved when you give to him, because for this thing, the Lord will God will bless you in all the works into all which you put your hand. So he's telling me and you again, that when I give, and I give with a good heart, and it, it, I'm not grieved about it, he said, God wants to bless you. He wants to bless everything you put your hand to do. He says here in verse number 11, For the poor will never cease from the land. Therefore I command you, saying, You shall open your hand wide to your brother, to your poor, and to the needy in your land. And so again, he's given us insight. What begins to happen that when we begin to reach out, we honor God with our tithe, when we bless other people, God will bless you. That's, that is the law of, of harvest right there. Now, turn just a couple pages to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now, in Deuteronomy 28, the first part, the first 14 or 15 verse of this, talks about the blessing. Verses 15 through at least 63 talk about the curse. Now, I want to highlight some of this. Begin with me in verse 1 of Deuteronomy chapter 28. Now, it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. If you will fully obey the voice of the Lord your God. If you will from your heart obey the voice of the Lord your God. To observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today. That the Lord God will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Now, we're to teach this. We're to warn about this. We're to instruct toward obedience and fruitful living, okay? The Bible makes this very clear. And so we're going to make it very simple tonight. Verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, anytime you see that word because in the Bible, you need to pay close attention because there's a because factor. And the Lord is warning me and you. He's telling me and you. He's saying, listen, if you'll obey fully all these commands I give you, the things of heaven are going to erupt on you. They're going to begin to come after you. Now, this is verses 1 and 2. And I, I want you to hold your place right there. And I want you to compare verses 1 and 2 with verse 45, 46, and 47. 
Listen to this, what it says in verse 45. Moreover, all these curses shall come upon you, and they will pursue and overtake you until you are destroyed. Because, there it is, you did not obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments, his statutes, which he commanded you. And they shall be upon you for a sign and a wonder and on your descendants forever. So just reading that right there, it tells me that my choices that I make, whether I obey God or disobey God, is going to affect my children. I can seed my children with blessings or I can seed them with curses. And how did he say the curse would take place? If I don't obey the word of God, if I don't heed the word of God and I don't listen to it, he goes on to say, verse 47, because you did not serve the Lord your God with joy and gladness of heart for the abundance of everything. Now, it's important that we get what he just said there. I can serve God and, and, and not be happy about it. I can have a frown on my face and and act like it is total punishment to have to serve God. But he uses a couple words there. He said that you serve God with joy and the gladness of your heart. I believe that's the way we ought to be. Uh, When God gives us instructions in the word of God, we shouldn't get mad about it. We shouldn't stop our feet. That's not fair. The reason we serve God with gladness and joy of heart, that God's been good to us. And he wants to keep being good to us. But you see real quick biblically that me and you, we play a part in this by the way we obey or we disobey. Back to verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. Even when logic and nature don't make sense. I don't know about you, but I relish the thought of the blessings of God overtaking me, chasing me down. You know what that looked like? The blessings are coming after me. The blessings of God are after me so much, it's like a football player wanting to tackle you. I love that thought that that's how God's blessings want to take place in our lives. And he says, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Go ahead and keep reading with me. Verse 3. Blessed you'll be in the city and blessed you'll be in the country. You know what that means? Wherever you're at, you're going to be blessed. Blessed shall be the fruit of your body, the kids, the produce of your ground, the increase of your herds, the increase of your cattle, and the offspring of your flocks. In other words, your job, you're going to be blessed. Verse 5. Blessed shall be in your basket and in your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in, and blessed shall be when you go out. Wherever you're at and whatever you do, this is when the blessings start overtaking you. Verse 7. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways. Verse 8. The Lord will command the blessings on you in your storehouses. The Lord will order the blessings upon you in your storehouse. And in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. The Lord will establish you. He will confirm you as holy people to himself, just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways. Now, he specifies here 
I got to learn to observe his commandments. I got to learn to obey him quickly and quietly. Verse 10. Then all the peoples of the earth that they shall see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, which you shall not borrow. And the Lord will make you the head, not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, and are careful to observe them. So you shall not turn aside from any of the words which I command you this day, to the right or to the left, to go after the other gods to serve them. So we begin to see here that I can become a recipient of the blessings of God. And I believe that's for every one of us in this room. And so, how I handle my finances reveals volumes about my loyalties, my priorities, and even my affections. And how I handle my finances dictates many of the blessings that I will receive or I won't receive. Doesn't matter where you're at right now, where you've been. If I'll get a hold of these scriptures and I'll begin to step out by faith, God will begin to move in your life. But we must understand the principles of giving and we must understand the principles of faith. Okay? Turn with me to Exodus chapter 13. Genesis then Exodus. And we're going to give you some of these principles here that I believe you got to see them and then you got to meditate on them. Let this get on the inside of you because it'll change the way you are. I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now, my life, I'm, I'm a blessed human being. Not because I'm the smartest tool in the shed or the sharpest tool in the shed. But when you begin to honor God, God will bless your life. I don't care who you are. And so again, I give glory to God for what he's done in my life. And I've seen it over and over again. And I, I've seen in my family, my mother and my father, I've seen in my children now, the blessing of God upon us. And again, it's only because we begin to honor God. Now, I can tell you this in my own life. For the first 24 years of my life, I tried to do everything my way. I stayed broke. I had more month than money. How many of you have ever been there? Not pleasant. Not pleasant. And I remember when we begin to hear the scriptures, the word of God on this, me and Shelly would sit there and we'd talk many evenings and I'd say, we've got to step out by faith. We've got to step out by faith. And we begin to step out by faith. And I will promise you, my little head would tilt at nights. I'd think, I don't understand all this. But I do believe in God's word. And I believe God will do everything he says he'll do. If I'll do my part. We pick up here. Exodus 13 verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying. Consecrate, sanctify, set apart to me all the firstborn. Whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel. Both of man and beast. 
It is mine. Now, the first son always belonged to God in a special way. They were to be his first fruit offering. And so I want you to see the principle of the first. And note here, God said, that first one, it's mine. It is mine. Verse 2. Consecrate to me all the first one that opens a womb among the children of Israel, both man and beast. It is mine. So I got to get that on the inside. That first one is always God's. The first principle, okay? Verse number 11. And it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of Canaanites, as he swore to you and your fathers and gives it to you, that you shall set apart to the Lord all that opens the womb, that is, every firstborn that comes from the animal which you have, the male shall be the Lord's. Now, when you talk about the first, there's only two options. I either set it apart to God or I don't. And when we talk about this, Jesus was God's firstborn. Jesus was God's best. God didn't shortchange us anyways. He said, you know what? I'm going to give you my best. So in a sense, Jesus was God's tithe. Now, when God gave Jesus, he had no guarantees that any human being, any mankind would receive Jesus as Lord. But God stepped out and God gave by faith. And he said, you know what? I'm going to sow my son in order to reap a family. And so again, God understands the principle of the first. Now, what I'm talking about here is when we give our tithe, we give the first fruits. It takes faith to give my first fruits, okay? He didn't say the last fruits. And so what he's saying is that you give to me first before you do anything else. Again, it takes great faith to be able to step out and do that. But I believe when you see biblically, we, we give our first, we give our best over and over because the first one is the one that carries the blessing. It's the one that God says that, that is the one because the first one is God's once again. So I acknowledge God and I recognize God as first, but even in my money, I got to acknowledge and I got to recognize that God is first. So the very first thing I do when I get paid is I set that first 10% apart. And I say, Lord, this is yours. This is yours. And let me tell you this. You can do whatever you want with that. You can spend it on shoes. You can go to the movies. But if you do those things, don't expect God to bless you, okay? And I know that may sound hard, but that's the B-I-B-L-E. God says that first is mine. So again, I want you to look at this right here, and I just want you to think that I have 10 pennies in my hand. What would the, the, the 10% of 10 pennies be? It would be one. It would be one. I think every one of us in this room, we understand that every 10 cents I get, one of those pennies is God. And if I would learn to live by that, man, you're going to see God work in your life. So now the next question is, I have those 10 pennies. Which one is the first one? Number three, number seven, number nine. The first one is the first one that I spend. Does it go to God? Does it go to the Atmos energy? 
Does it go to my water bill or does it go to God? And so again here, the principle of the first is very big with God. So in in trying to help us understand this biblically, the first thing I do is I say, okay, Lord, this first one's yours. I step out by faith. Turn with me to the book of Exodus chapter 23. Exodus 23, just a couple pages here. And look with me at verse 19. Now watch the wording in this. Listen real close. The first of the first fruits of your land. Know what he said. The first of the first fruits. He didn't say the last of your first fruits. He said the first of your first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the Lord. So again, through the word of God over and over, whether it was the firstborn or the first fruit. Now remember, they're ranchers and farmers. This was how they made the living. So he said, when you get that first one, that firstborn, it's mine. The first fruits of your land, of the grain, it's mine. So again here, God is wanting to show us the, the power of, of the first fruit. But again, he gives me and you the ability to choose. However, I desire to do it. Now again, when we go back to Deuteronomy 28, remember what he said. If you observe my commandments, these blessings will overtake you. Now I'm not preaching anything I don't do. And, and number two, I want you to understand this. There's always a starting point. Always a starting point. Is it always easy? No, it's not always easy. Man, I could go around this room, and I know ones in here who've honored God over and over in their life, and they still honor God. And I can stand before you, and I'm going to tell you, I thank God I'm a tither. I thank God. I've seen the blessings operate in my life over and over and over. One more passage of Scripture here. The book of Leviticus, Genesis, Exodus, then Leviticus. Leviticus 27, verse number 30. Leviticus 27, verse 30. Listen real close. And all the tithe of the land, all, A-L-L, all, all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Now, when you see that right there where it says it's holy to the Lord, it's a big deal to God. It is a big, big, big deal to him. And note there, it says, it's his, all of it. Not a portion of it, not a part of it, but all of it. And so I have the opportunity to begin to live this way. And I encourage you, read those passages, and there's, there's nuggets before those and after each one of those verses I read, but I want you to read those. I want you to get that in your heart. Because I've sensed the Lord saying this, I, I want to snap the neck of poverty. I want to break poverty over people. I've been there, guys, again. Now, this happened to me just last week. I was around a young couple. Right now, they're 27 years old. They've been married for five years. They begin to tell me this story that when both of them were 15 years old, they begin to hear teachings on what it meant to honor God with their finances. 
Both of them begin to honor God at the age of 15. They said to me when they were still in their teenage years, they started giving God 20% of every paycheck they got. Both of them. They don't know each other while this is going on. So both of them, they come across each other's path and they start dating. The girl says to the young man at the time, she says, I won't marry anybody that doesn't honor God with the tithe. He said, me either. So they get married, and both of them have grown up learning to honor God with the tithe. So now they have two kids, and their car is a little bitty SUV. It's not old, it's like a 2012, but they need a bigger vehicle. So the husband and wife are beginning to talk, and they said, we had thought about taking our car in and trading it in, and my husband one night, he looked at me and he said, we're not supposed to trade that car in. He said, we're supposed to give that away. And she looked and said, now wait a minute, wait a minute. We could get a good down payment by trading that in. And he said, I really sense in my heart, God wants us to give this away. Now understand, they're 27 years old. And so they're telling me this story. Now, I was, I was where they were the day they gave the car away. They begin to seek God on who to give this car away to. And they knew a couple that the woman was pregnant and she was bedridden and they really, really needed a new vehicle for their newborn baby. So the Lord said, that's them. So they go and give the vehicle to this couple and they said, we cried because the couple we gave it to was so blessed. So it shows me right there, they gave with a glad heart. They were like, oh, we get, they weren't looking like, here, take the keys. <laughs> so they give this car away. And so the young guy looks at me and he says, God has really blessed our lives. He has these tears coming down and he said, God has blessed our lives so much. And he said, we both have jobs. Decent jobs. We're just raising a family. And he looked at me and he said, I'm 27 years old. And I own two homes. And he began to share with me the things that God had done in his life. And over and over in the conversation, he would say, God has blessed me so much. God has taken care of us so much. And I said, was it hard on you to give that car away? And he said, no. He said, I'm used to moving when God puts on my heart. And he said, I just stepped out by faith and gave it. And my thinking was right there. I thought, dang, that dude is so much farther ahead of me than in my life. I wish I would have got a hold of these principles. And if we were to go back to Exodus 13, when, when the Lord began to tell them to honor him with the firstborns and all that, it specifically says in the next few verses, tell your kids how good God's been to us. Teach your kids how good God's been to us. And you look at your children and say, the reason mommy and daddy have been blessed is because we've learned to honor God. We've learned to step out by faith and we say, you know what? For the next few months, we may not go out to eat. We may not go to the movie. And we may not be able to do this and this and this. But you know what we're going to do? We're going to learn to honor God. And we're going to learn how, what it means to serve God, even in that area. And you watch. God will bless us. 
And I tell you that to say, we told that to our children. That I believe so much in the principle of the first that I said, this is what's going to happen. We're going to honor God. We're going to honor God. And you say, you started having blessings immediately. No, it wasn't immediately. Think about this with a farmer. He puts seed in the ground, but those seeds don't come up immediately. But they will come up. They're going to come up and they're going to produce a harvest. And so I want you to come the next few weeks. And you know what? If, if you've never heard this, keep coming back. And if you've heard this before, keep coming back. Because I believe God's wanting to do something in 27. And part of the reigniting, I believe he wants to reignite families. He wants to reignite our, our finances. He wants to reignite our homes. Let, let me give you, stand on your feet. Let me, let me give you one thought here that the Lord put on me last night. And, and I believe this is, this is to a degree through the word of God that becomes very prophetic. This is Matthew 18. Matthew 18, verse 19. And again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. I encourage you, not if you're married, you can be unmarried, but if you're married, you begin to grab your spouse's hand. And you begin to get in agreement in prayer. And you begin to get in agreement with your finances. And sometimes it's the husband and sometimes it's the wife that it's tug of war. And we say, we can't do that. And one will say, on paper it may look like we can't do it. we got to get in agreement. But I believe in 2017 that as husbands and wives will begin to grab hands and will begin to pray and get into the prayer of agreement, God will move. God will bless. In incredible ways. And it may make you uncomfortable. It's all right. It's all right. Begin to step out of faith and say, you know what? We're going to agree in prayer. And we're going to stand in prayer. And we're going to begin to believe God. Now, I want you to bow your head with me. If you're here tonight and you're there with a a wife, a husband. If you're there, if you just got a friend, man, grab hands. Grab a hand and say, Lord, I, I just want to get into agreement. And this is what you start doing in your own home and say, Oh, Father God, we come before you tonight in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you know our cares. You know our concerns. You know our issues. But we invite you into our homes tonight. We invite you into our lives. And we ask you to bless that in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Now, what I'm just telling you here, guys, I really sense the Lord putting this on my heart about the prayer of agreement. When I start a new year, the first oh, several weeks, especially while I'm fasting, I begin to decree the things of God. What I mean by decree, I begin to speak the things of God out of my mouth that I ask God to move in 2017. I ask God, you bless me to be a blessing. I ask you, Father God, to move in my children. I, ask, I begin to decree it. And you know what? As an earthly king, he says you have the power and authority to decree. You begin to decree. You begin to speak those things. And I'm telling you, if you'll get in agreement with husband and wife, if you'll get in agreement with a prayer warrior, someone with you, you watch what God will do. And you begin to voice your expectations. And remember... God wants to bless us. That's why I read Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. I wanted you to see 
It doesn't matter where every area of your life, God wants to bless you. How many of you believe that God wants to bless you? Well, most of you do. Just keep coming back and we're going to convince you biblically God wants to do it. And again, listen, guys. I'm, I'm blessed to be a blessing, okay? I'm, I'm not talking about, a lot of times when you talk about financial things, Americans get squirrely. We start thinking about all these material things. God's not against material things. I'm blessed to be a blessing. And I believe that's how God wants you to be. Thank you for listening today. For more information, please visit faithchurchlubbock.com.